Um, so what I'm uh, trying to, to show to you is how you can build your very first lightning app on a very easy way, basically, and also talk a bit about my experiences um, during the last few hackathons I've been to. So maybe some words about myself. Um, so my name is Rene Aaron. Um, as you said, my Bitcoin journey or development journey started um, this at this year's hackathon in Istanbul. And I was very excited, uh, met a lot of great people. And yeah, that's why I decided to participate in the Shocked Web Hackathon 1. And maybe you've seen those widgets I've been doing re recently, um, which allow you to, again, very easily accept payments on your website. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> challenges building a Lightning app. I just want to give you some idea about um, how this journey has been for me, um, because it's not that easy, I think. Um, if you're, especially if you're new to development, you're probably, probably already overwhelmed with um, getting familiar with your uh, IDE or setting up your local development environment, do build configurations um, and all this stuff. Um, so, um, some of the developers might might can relate to that um to this commit strip where it says yeah you have to install package managers and transpilers just to get going and yeah you especially at hackathons you you spend quite some time on setting up all the things and i for me it was like i don't know two days um, until I really could start to work on lightning stuff. And yeah, so this uh, template app idea I came up should also give you some kind of jump start there. Um, so, but on top of that, um, you also need to learn about lightning. What are lightning channels? How do you manage them? How do you run a node? And on top of that, there yeah quite some emerging protocols or standards um, like LNURL and WebLN and uh, probably many, many more. Um, I still learn about that every day. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, you also have to think about things like um, how do you set up LNURL off locally? I've heard stories from different people having a hard time doing that and uh, or offering fallback options for users who don't have WebLN and all this stuff. So um, how do you even, even verify an invoice has been paid? Um, there are a lot of questions you might come across when building uh, out your Lightning app. Um, all right, so I wanted to give you some overview about some standards there are currently. Um, and you can use them basically today. Um, more and more wallets seem to support those standards, um, also for WebLN. <clears throat> um, and so one of the main problems, we're going to start with LN URL. One of the main problems um, UX-wise is that usually 
um, the receiver needs to generate an invoice and hand it on to the sender. So um, there's always some back and forth involved, whether that is uh, by scanning a QR code or by sending the invoice via some instant messaging, um, whatever. So LNURL <clears throat> tries to um, solve this problem by providing some specification for HTTP APIs um, you can use to um, interact with the Lightning node, basically. So it allows, for instance, LNURL Pay allows you to remotely generate um, invoices from the sender side. Um, but there are also a lot of other things in there, which I think are worth mentioning, like authentication. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and there are also quite some libraries listed there that you can use today um, to yeah, uh, integrate into your app. Um, so um, on top of LNURL, um, there is one great um, emerging standard, um, the, the Lightning Address concept. So um, the Lightning Address is basically just a human readable identifier. So think of it as your email. Um, and this protocol basically defines um, where you can find um, the LNURL pay endpoint um, where you then can request invoices from. So this allows um, yeah, your friends to send you money um, without um, you having to generate an invoice first. That is uh, very useful. Uh, they can just pass on their lightning address to you. Um, LNURL off is also very, uh, I think, a, a very nice um, way of doing logins because it doesn't require um, passwords or anything. There is also no need to backup any, anything new like um, for every website you choose a new password, you would uh, need to store it somewhere. Um, everything is based on your private key. I think um, Anthony um, mentioned this before too. So basically that's a way for you to create identities um, in your application without requiring any information from your user um, like email addresses or passwords. Um, one thing to be aware of though, um, the identities are tied to the domain. Um, so be sure your uh, login domain is static because uh, if this domain changes, um, the identity of your users uh, will also change. Um, all right, and I've also been busy yeah, working on this WebLAN guide. So WebLAN, as Moritz pointed out before, um, is a way to allow seamless payments um, on the web. And it's a very easy and, and small API surface, I think. There are just a few methods which allow you to do native web payments. So you don't need to present QR codes or anything to your user. They can basically just do one-click payments. Um, as well as also withdrawals. And there are also some advanced features um, 
which are, I think, especially in the podcasting space, um, a lot of things work with keys and payments and many more things. Um, yeah, and there are obviously uh, other standards as well. Um, there are still on my to-do list. Um, uh, I think we have another session today about LSATs, which I think is also very interesting. Looking forward to that and many more. So um, this Lightning app template I came up with, um, I spent quite some time learning about all the protocols and how to interact with them. Um, and I thought it would be very cool to have some starter template where you have some basic functionality in there, um, like requesting payments from your users or some things um, like fallback QR codes for users who don't have uh, WebLAN. Um, and this doesn't mean this is a very sophisticated project in terms of that you can just take it and run it in production. It just uh, just give you some idea about uh, what endpoints might make sense for you, um, how to handle WebLAN, how to offer fallback payments and stuff like that. Um, all right. So what's inside? Um, you can check it out on GitHub. Um, it's yeah, a starting point for Lightning Web Apps. It's based on Node.js uh, and Bootstrap. So I figured there are a whole ton of uh, front-end frameworks available, and I don't know what the people will use the second one. So um, I, I leave that up to you. You can plug in whatever frameworks you want there. Um, and the cool thing, I think is especially for such a hackathon uh, where maybe also like unexperienced developers um, take part who don't have like 10 years of, of uh, front end development um, background um, is that you can deploy it one with one click to glitch. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Um, right now, um, it uses Albi accounts in the background, um, but of course it's ready to plug in your own node, uh, whatever. So what is Glitch? Um, Glitch is like a, a fun on-ramp for um, not that experienced developers, I think. You can edit your code right in your browser. You have uh, instant uh, hosting with HTTPS. So that allows you to um, also do uh, LN URL off. Um, you can export your projects uh, anytime. Basically, internally, they are um, Git projects. Um, you can even persist uh, data in, in some kind of SQLite database. And if you want to, to sell something or, or uh, let your users manage some, some content. Um, and you can also attach custom domains. Um, so you can just add a DNS record to your domain and this will link your application to your domain. So one thing before we jump into the um, demo part of this presentation. Um, I think this came up during the last Twitter space yesterday, I think, um, and I really like to pick up on that because I think there's 
that's an important point to make where John Kawaii said, um, if you want more comfort, you usually just turn the trust knob up, right? So by <clears throat> choosing custodial providers, for instance, you just um, give away this responsibility, but also you are less private probably, um, and you have more dependencies, right? Um, <clears throat> nevertheless, I think, especially during a hackathon uh, like this, or where you want to build a prototype, um, it might make sense to offer some easy solutions for people who are just getting started. I mean, um, if you think back about your journey um, into Bitcoin, um, it probably was pretty similar to this process. Um, did you sign your first Bitcoin transaction with a multi-sig wallet or did you verify your first transaction on your own not, uh, note? Yeah, probably not. Um, and I think it's the same for this. Um, the key takeaway, I think here is just be aware of uh, who your trusted third parties are. And uh, the cool thing about this um, yeah, Lightning Network uh, apps is that you can start off at the very left of this scale by choosing some very comforting solutions like having custodial accounts or hosting your app on Glitch or um, trusting someone else. But I think you can take it very easily to, to whatever solution you think is, is a fits for your project. Um, there are different hosting providers. Now you can also like spin up nodes with Vault Touch, or you can choose to run your own BDC pay server, um, or you can run your uh, you can run your own LNBits server and uh, yeah request invoices over there. And you could even take it to the extreme and run this. Uh, whole setup in your basement or somewhere. Um, so, yeah, just be aware um, of 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 this like uh, trade off, right? All right. So um, now it's time um, to to give you some idea of what I'm talking about uh, with the app template. Um, let's switch over to the GitHub repository where um, you will find um, all the code that is in here. And all you need to do to have some kind of uh, starting point is click on this button. I'm going to do this now. <clears throat> and this will take you to, to a new project page. Um, you'll see some notification that now uh, Glitch is importing this um, repository. This might take a second. All right. Um, and you're basically set up. So in the background, uh, you can unfold the logs here. You will see that now they are installing uh, all the required packages in this project. Um, we'll, we'll wait for that. And it will probably take another minute or so. Um, in the meantime, I just want to show you around a little bit. So 
Um, in the source folder, you will see different folders where you have the server part with all the uh, authorization stuff in it, um, some basic payment APIs uh, and the server itself. So this is, as I said, uh, based on some uh, Node.js Express. Um, and um, there is one important file here, this .n file, um, because this file allows you to secretly uh, add um, variables to your project. Um, so all you need to do right now is um, enter your RB Lightning address here. I'm gonna configure that. Um, and this will basically um, link this application to your account. So your account will be used to create invoices, but also to verify that those invoices have been paid. Um, let's take a look at some pages we have. <clears throat> so basically we have a layout um, and a pay site. And this, um, uh, when you want to, to do a payment, we will see that in a second. All right, it seems to be finished. Okay, so it's now running. So this is what you should end up with uh, as soon as you've configured your uh, lightning address in there. Um, and what you see here is basically uh, three menu items. Um, so first, let's do the authorization part. Um, this is exactly what we've been talking about before uh, with LNURL off. So I have uh, an Albi wallet here and I click uh, sign in. Um, now I've got to choose, do you want to uh, log sign in with uh, my browser wallet, so Albi, or do I want to use an external wallet like my mobile wallet and uh, scan a QR code. I want to connect uh, with this browser. So now Albi asks me to confirm this login. And as soon as I click confirm, I'm signed in and um, you'll see the identity of, of these users. So the first 10 characters at least. Um, so that means by clicking this button and configuring one environment variable, you have already some kind of basic authentication system. Um, and uh, you can, yeah, it's up to your imagination, right? I mean, you can now let your users post content. You can create the next Stack Overflow or the next meetup.com, um, whatever you like. Um, so this takes me to the to the uh, payment part of this uh, app template. So you have two options here. Um, you see the code on the left and the screen on the right. Um, and by format that a bit, and by calling two JavaScript functions, you can request payments from this user. Um, so if I click this button, um, I'm going to request uh, 21 sets from this user using the description payment description. 
and we're gonna see and this is the callback which is being called as soon as the user paid this invoice so there are two options here you can either request a payment or you can request a payment with webalan the difference basically is just this payment dialog so um, you now get presented this QR code and you can click pay in your browser while this request payment webalan will just uh, detect if you have a, a browser wallet installed and uh, and if if we could detect a, a browser wallet you can directly pay with this one this is especially useful oh yeah this effect. <laughs> um, this is especially useful if you want to uh, to do like more integrated UX patterns. So, for instance, the scroll to pay page um, will ask you to uh, pay an invoice as soon as you uh, reach the bottom of the page. You can confirm it again. Um, see the success uh, animation. Yeah. So um, I think that was basically it from the demo part. I just want to head back to the um, presentation for a second. Um, so in my opinion, some things to uh, consider before you start uh, working on your apps, um, I uh, I think it makes sense to to think about uh, payment flows. So, uh, who is paying whom? Um, which information do you need from your users uh, in order to allow peer-to-peer -peer payments, for instance? Um, how are you uh, generating the invoices, and where should the funds be sent to? Um, do you want to, the payments to be done peer-to-peer -peer, or do you need to custody the funds for your users? Um, and as always, um, it makes sense, especially if something is not working, um, to check the wallet support matrix in, in for instance, the LNURL repository. Um, not every wallet supports every um, LNURL pay. Um, yeah, sub uh, subtype. Um, so you might want to check check those as well. Um, you might want to think about different use cases. So um, not everyone will have this browser wallet installed. Um, so think about how uh, users would pay your apps if they use mobile wallets. Um, how uh, or even cross device scenarios where um, the user uh, works on his desktop, but wants to pay with his phone. Um, oftentimes, you will just display a QR code. And um, also one thing, um, do you really need the identity? Because um, oftentimes, you just need an, an identity basically to prevent spam. And by integrating um, Lightning payments into your application, um, maybe that isn't even needed anymore. So maybe it's just some kind of a pay-as-you-go service, right? Okay. 
Um, yeah, now it's basically up to you. Um, the sky is the limit. Um, I, you, you can facilitate payments peer-to-peer, um, -peer, borderless, instant. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to see all the projects that are um, that will be built during the uh, hackathon, and um, I think that's that's it for me. Yeah, that was really uh, uh, awesome, um, Rene. Thanks so much for that. Um, you mentioned that Glitch was, you know, for like beginner developers and stuff, and I don't really think so. Um, yeah. I use some of these tools like CodePen. Um, I'm not used Glitch, but I use some of these tools uh, if one, my development environment isn't local on my machine. And some people, um, you know, like, uh, uh, like something like Glitch, um, which runs in the browser, um, could run on a tablet or like a very basic um, code, um, like a very basic uh, uh, laptop, right? If it doesn't have the performance power. So you're right. Yeah. So I wouldn't like cater it just to, um, to, to, to the beginners. Um, there is a question up here. Um, let's see if we could address this one. Is it possible to use a lightning address with your own nodes, uh, with, with your own lightning node? Um, uh, do you have any articles or starting points for that? Yeah, um, sure. I mean, there are different services out there, I guess. Um, they are all coming with different, like, um, drawbacks and pros and cons, basically, you can set up a BTC pay server. Uh, if you like to, they also support lightning addresses, but there are also some DNS based uh, approaches. I'm happy to share some links afterwards. Sure. Yeah, I think you could also do um, LN bits as well. Um, you can set that one up. Um, and there is this website, I can't remember it. I think the DNS one that you're talking about is where you like put in your invoice macaroon or something. Yeah, something along that. I never used it to be honest, but yeah. Uh, Rene, this was really fantastic. You've gone from um, hackathon um, to, um, to like uh, speaking at one. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. What do you think, <laughs> what, what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it very much. Yeah, also the feedback for all the projects I've been doing was very encouraging. And I just uh, like to to yeah, kind of give back. So if any of the participants has some questions around uh, WebLN or LNURL, um, I'll be there to help as well. Yeah, and your 20 Uno project also. This was like... um like a really great one i still send it around to anyone who wants to see like what's um what's possible um yeah. uh, with webln and stuff um what kind of stuff are you hoping to see uh being made with your template do you have like any any ideas you can share with the the other folks i i have no idea actually um but there were at least last time there were quite some people who kind of had some html skills but um, and wanted to build some apps, but didn't know exactly how to. Um, maybe those kind of um, like more simple apps where like some, I don't know, donation pages or even some Stack Overflow clone um, or, or some meetup com clone. I don't know. Um, maybe it's also just a starting point to take out or to get some idea about um, how these things are built and 
uh, how those protocols work and just see some code in action. Um, I don't think, uh, honestly, you would base your um, <laughs> your next um, big project on this template. But <laughs> I mean, what's what's the next big project, right? I mean, it needs to start from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah some um, prototype, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, yeah, we, uh, uh, we, we start that prototyping phase first and then uh, eventually we hopefully get the bugs out and exactly. work on the next project. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, like, um, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that um, come out of hackathons and, um, and then, like, continue, like, developing onwards. So um, really hope to see that. Yeah, I mean, what about any of the other talks that we had like earlier today and stuff? Uh, there's obviously a lot of um, a lot of talk about like potential that like Lightning has to offer with different UX patterns and things like that. And we also obviously had the the Web three panel talk on Twitter Spaces. I think I saw you in there. Was there anything that you you took away from that where you thought, oh, hey, that could be an interesting idea to to work on? uh yeah, maybe maybe ignoring like a time frame obviously i know we've only got like three days to work on it and last time was uh probably not too dissimilar actually but um le- even if you had all the time in the world right let's say you had a month or a year <laughs> or something what 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 would really excite uh, excite you to hack on cool that's a good question uh, that's a good question um Honestly, I I never thought about that. <laughs> Maybe I'll use the hackathon to do that. <laughs> um, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. There are so many things, and I'm still like learning so much stuff all the time. Um, so it's it's really hard to to have an overview and to like even grasp all the things um, which are made possible. Um, I don't know. Currently, I'm I'm focusing on maybe making it easier for for developers to really get going um, with with their Lightning apps. So I think there is a lot of room for improvement, but also uh, maybe one thing. So um, this whole publisher kind of um, idea where you make it easier for publishers to integrate Lightning payments into their website. And what I like that uh, so much about this idea is that you have some kind of a multiplier, right? You, you not only reach, um, if you build an app, you just reach the, the users who, who, you, who use this app. But if you build something for publishers, you have like with one website, you, you could reach thousands of users and this is really something I've been thinking about a lot lately. So um, it's more or less um, like related to this widget uh, I've been building, where you just add a few lines of code to your website, um, but maybe more more sophisticated way, maybe some paywall stuff, or I don't know. Um, I, um, some you you for sure know those. Um, Stripe um, widgets, right, or something like that. Something along those lines, maybe. Yeah, somebody mentioned having some kind. Um, I think it was on the Twitter contest that we had. Um, someone mentioned about um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like a paywall kind of widget. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that would work. Like, uh, how do you imagine something like that working? 
um, yeah, maybe by, I don't know, um, offering um, dedicated plugins for different, I don't know, WordPress instances, or mm. um, I mean, in, in, in the um, optimal way, you would just build one snippet that works for everything, but I, I, I have no idea about um, how you can prevent non-paying users, for instance, from accessing content that is that needs to be out there, right? So yeah. um, I think there's always some server part involved, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, because like the only way I would see it um, uh, possible is that you kind of have to like, um, yeah, like host the content for the person, but then you become like a CMS yourself, right? Yeah, but maybe also some very um, like lightweight version of it, like those payment widgets um, do where you can just yeah enter some products and then you can embed this widget and you basically have a shop on your website or something along mm. those lines. I don't know. Um, maybe that could work. So this is a link to Lightning address. Um, uh, I posted it on Twitter. And uh, let's put it up here, I guess. Uh, lightningaddress.com. And if you scroll down to the bottom, then it shows you the different um, domains and um, and also like uh, uh, self-hosting tools for Lightning Address where you can connect it uh, up to your own node, um, which is kind of important. Like what you mentioned about, um, about this uh, uh, trust and comfort, right? It's like you can use it um, maybe in a hackathon, uh, Wallet of Satoshi Lightning Address, so this mobile wallet, if you download it um, and uh, set it up, it, it gives you a Lightning Address, or you could use the Albi Lightning, getalbi.com. They have a Lightning Address um, uh, uh, server um, that you can use, but those both are custodial. But you have the option, if you want, because <laughs> this is Bitcoin, right, and you want to deal with, like, interoperability and stuff like that. Um, we're dealing with standards and specifications. Now you can just like set the same thing up yourself, right? The same thing that the, those big um, uh, wallets or whatever are using, you can set it up yourself. You know? Exactly, yeah. That's, that's the nice thing about it, yeah. And yeah, as I said, I think it's pretty natural to start the easy way and advance from there. I mean, that's how learning works, right? When 20 UNO lightning addresses. <laughs> Soon TM, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm, to be honest, I, I'm a bit hesitant to take custody over, um, over funds from others. So um, <laughs> I don't well, know. You, well, you don't have to take custody of those funds but there is um it's basically an allowing people to um to utilize your dns right yeah yeah um, you could set it up that way too yeah you're right yeah. yeah so if 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 you put in your um invoice macaroon um so for anyone who doesn't know these um oh, hands again <laughs> sorry <laughs> i get distracted easily um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, like on your node, there's these like, like these permission tokens that you can give and, um, like your node could do like a whole bunch of different functionalities, like 
send, um, uh, create invoices, sign things and whatnot. But um, you can, um, and there's different like management tools that you like operational stuff that you might, um, uh, that there's permissions for. You can, with these macaroons, right? They're like cookies in a way, but yeah. Um, you can say, hey, I want to give someone the permissions to just do this one, only this one task. And that's um, that one task for a lightning address would be generating invoices from the node. And if you give this to a web service that um, is uh, basically providing you with the domain name um, uh, for processing those lightning, um, like, like for processing requests, um, you can basically just drop your uh, invoice macro in there and it's I think it's fine. I don't think there's any um, uh, uh, attack vectors um, on it, so you should be fine. Um, yeah. I yeah. think there is also a LNBit plugin for that to sell subdomains or something, right? LNBit? Yeah. Ah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ben Ark from LNBit. So I'll try to pull up um, uh, his, uh, his talk from last time. But yeah, Ben Arkham from Ellen Bits had um, uh, had a presentation on that, so that's a that's a good call out. It's kind of trade off between uh, convenience, uh, whether it's like speed or UX or whatever it is, and then trust. Um, and with a service like Lightning Address, you have to kind of like turn up that trust a bit. Um, point. Maybe we can just talk a little bit about. Um, that uh, Lightning Address is kind of like a hosted service, and then maybe how something like Satdress could be an interesting alternative as a federated service. I'm not sure what the federation part of it is, but uh, yeah, so uh, I'm looking at the README. Um, it allows you to use multiple domain names in a comma-separated list. Okay, so, hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what the federation part of it is, but um, effectively, it's a web server, right? It's a web server um, that you run, and it allows you to then, um, um, yeah, process lightning address uh, uh, requests from a mobile application. Um, and there's going to be like a bunch of different tools for that. Something that I've been trying to play, play around with is how do you do this in a static hosting environment like Netlify or maybe even um, GitHub Pages or something. Yeah, where do Uni have... Um, um, front-end code. Yeah. yeah, 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 where it's Uni front-end code. Because the thing about Lightning addresses, um, I'll, I'll show you what the, the thing looks like. So Yeah, so um, this, uh, this one here, domain.com slash well-known um, slash LNURLP, I messed it up again, um, slash Rene, what that will result, um, result into um, as a lightning address will be Rene at domain.com, right? And, um, and to serve this up, you need a web service because the slash Rene is uh, supposed to be a JSON file getting returned, right? And it doesn't process .json, yeah. So, um, so I'm playing around with this right now to see how it's going to be possible on Netlify. Maybe I do a little write-up on it or something. Yeah, I've heard from 
one service i mean <laughs> again the, <laughs> you turn the trust knob up right but there are quite some um like apis out there which allow you to convert um your lightning address into an invoice um hmm. but yeah of course you have to trust them again i don't think it's that hard to um really spin up this for yourself probably um so it's basically just a function using this ln url pay npm package right yeah uh the ln url pay um, or LN bits, like you could set up something on voltage.cloud. Um, you could set up a BTC pay server there, and a BTC pay server has that functionality for lightning address right, uh, baked right in. You might, uh, yeah, it's good to know that um, this might conflict with your website, though, right? So if you're hosting your website on, on your root domain, you might need to change, uh, uh, to change it to a sub domain because only one server can run on port on this port chat. Hmm. Um, maybe we could um uh, uh, go on a, like a more abstract uh, 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 layer now because I I think we 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 kind of went to like a little too technical. I'm yeah, sorry, sorry for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's all good. It's all good. It's like, hey guys, so out of a out of a question for non-technical folks, how does this work? Okay, yeah. straight into the technical. <laughs> Uh, but explain like, it, explain uh, it to me like I'm five. <laughs> well, you see, when one web server likes another web server. <laughs> um, okay, like uh, Rene, you made like some very interesting design decisions um, for some of these widgets, and um, and I'm assuming in this um, in this uh, what do you call it a uh, uh, template um, so far, right? What's yeah. um uh, uh could like could you talk about some of those a little bit? Um so little for bit example, yeah. there's like various times times where you know WebLN is present, right? This extension is present, or your browser is able to um sorry, your browser is able to um uh detect the WebLN stuff, and then there's mm -hmm. another time <laughs> And then there's another time when, um, yeah, it's just not present at all. And when it's not present, then you may need to use a, um, like a, like a wallet on your phone or something like this, right? So how did you go about yeah. um, solving these things? And especially like the payment verification part, how do you deal with that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, so maybe first the payment verification, um, this one is, um, yeah, quite easy, I think. Um, you have to know it though, because I didn't know you are not able to really verify an invoice has been paid without, um, yeah, <laughs> having a connection to this node, basically. It's obvious, but yeah. Um, so what this um, service does is in the background, well, um, while this payment dialog is open and the user initiated the payment, um, a polling um, kind of thing starts going, um, which asks the server like every second, okay, did this user already pay his invoice? And as soon as the server recognizes, okay, this invoice has been paid, um, yeah, you, you can like redirect him to the article he just created or yeah show some fancy success animation, whatever. 
any of the designers out there, um, I would encourage to look at that 20 Uno stuff. Yeah.